0: Welcome back to Daf HaShavua. This week we're going to be learning Daf Memdalid in Misaḥ Yevamos, And uh the Gemara on Daf Memdalid includes many big and larger Yevamos conversations. The Gemara begins with the situation in which there are six brothers and four of them were married to four uh unrelated women. And the case that the Gemara presents is when four of the six brothers die and the oldest surviving brother uh the Gemara says is allowed to be miyabim all four, uh, all four wives, and each of these women would need some sort of yibum or chalitza because they're all coming from different husbands. So the Gemara wonders whether this, uh, whether or not the Beisbin would advise this man to marry uh, brother number five from the original six. Again, the first four died. Would brother number five be advised to marry all four wives uh, as that could uh, potentially come? Pretty uh, pretty expensive, the Gemara says. And the Gemara comes along and the Gemara answers that this would only apply uh, and, and the advice that is given to this man to be able to marry them would only apply in a case where it was clear. That he was able to support them, where it was clear that it wouldn't be uh, financially constraining on this man, and uh, he was able to support them. So the Gemara then presents uh, and continues to present a case where you have two brothers, we'll refer to them as Ruvain and Shimon, and Ruvain was married to two unrelated women, and then Ruvain goes ahead and unfortunately uh, passes away. So the Gemara says that Shimon, Ruvain's uh, brother, the late Ruvain's brother, goes ahead and does Yibam or Khalitsa with only one of the wives. Uh, but not both, and this is, uh, one of the, uh, Yibum concepts that, uh, that, uh, only one of these women who is married to Ruvain, uh, is going to fall to Shimon in Yibum and Khalitsa. The mission comes along, the mission in the middle of, um, uh, of uh, of, uh, of Aleph de describes to us the concept of a Machzir Grushaso and a Machzir Grushaso is a man who divorced his wife she goes ahead and remarries uh, a different man and if her second husband divorces her or goes ahead and unfortunately passes away so the first husband the Gemara tells us and the Halach is the first husband is not allowed to remarry this, uh, this woman this is a case of Machzir Grushaso additionally the Mishnah tells us that he can't go ahead and he can't can't marry her relatives. These relatives are referred to as the krovas girushaso, the relatives of this divorced wife. And the same thing says the Mishnah that there's an Isser of marrying what we refer to in halacha as the no se so, Um And uh, once a man, uh, uh, um, once a man does. Um, uh, chalitza with somebody and then uh, the woman goes ahead and the woman goes ahead and uh, gets married to somebody else and then she decides oh I want to get married again to this, uh, to this man so that would be asr, that would be the concept of no seichal and the same idea that applied by the machzir uh, girushazo of the krovas girushaso would apply here that any of the relatives of uh, any of the relatives of this woman who chalitza was done on by this man are going to be Usher for him to go ahead and, uh, and marry. As the Gemara goes on, and, uh, again, many, uh, complicated conversations, uh, on this Gemara that are, uh, central to the, uh, topics that are discussed in Mesechis Yavamos. So the Gemara tries to figure out which children, uh, of these illicit marriages, the marriage to the Machzir Grushasso and the marriage to the Nosei so, so which children uh, of these illicit marriages will be halachically deemed a uh, mamzer. And uh, the Gemara goes on to discuss the concept of a mamzer, the concept of chalolim, the concept of psulim, people that are uh, ineligible to marry uh, a kohen. And basically the Gemara wants to know what level of prohibited marriage is going to produce uh, a child that is a mamzer, and whether or not these children can go ahead and marry into klal Yisrael. So the machlokis over here between Rabbi Akiva and the Chachamim, Rabbi Akiva holds that the child... Uh, of a marriage, that's a marriage that's only what's called chayave lavin, okay, it's a marriage that's not chayave krisis, which we're going to be, uh, which we'll discuss momentarily, but it's chayave lavin, so that child is going to be a mamzer. Whereas the chachamim hold that the child of a marriage that's a marriage of chayave lavin, that child will not be a mamzer, because the chachamim hold, ein mamzer michayave lavin, uh, mi lavin, and the chachamim hold, yesh mamzer, uh, b'chay, uh, crisis. So, if we have a marriage that, uh, can't happen, and if the marriage happens, the, uh, the punishment, unfortunately, for this marriage taking place is a punishment of karis, and this man and woman go ahead and have a child, so that child will be, uh, unfortunately, uh, will unfortunately be a momzer. And this leads the Gemara into discussing, uh, all sorts of cases regarding Kohanim and Kohanim Gedolim and their statuses, uh, vis-a-vis marrying and remarrying women in different halakhs. Categories and how we would classify their potential uh, children in the realm of uh, in the realm of mamzeris. Obviously, the concept of a mamzer uh, is something that uh, is uh, challenging to think about. That a child should, uh, unfortunately, go ahead and a child should be punished for the actions uh, for the actions of a parent, and the level of responsibility at play over here uh, is uh, is uh, is tremendous. And uh, obviously. We um, obviously we uh, we do our best to annul uh, marriages that uh, end up with children that are mamzerim and uh, children that come from um, uh, marriages that are uh, unfortunately uh, out of wedlock or uh, other types of marriages. But there is this concept, unfortunately, in halacha, this concept of mamzeris. And this topic of mamzeris leads to an overall question um in uh, in describing a child who unfortunately is a mamzer. So the question uh, arises as to um, when a child has a relationship with this parent, so is there a mitzvah of kiburava'im between uh, a child who's a mamzer and uh, his mother and his father, her mother and her father? Does this child have to be mechabied? Uh, parents that unfortunately, uh, put them in such a situation and unfortunately, um, are, uh, are, uh, for, uh, for lack of a better term. So this is a, uh, very, uh, often quoted topic in halacha, and we'll try to understand this, uh, this question over the course of the next few moments. So the Mishnah and the Gemara earlier in, uh, in our Masechta actually, Adaf Chavav Amud Beis. So the Mishnah over there and the Gemara over there describe a case where a father has a child, uh, that's a mamzer, and that child, the Gemara says, is going to be chayav for hitting and cursing his father. The Gemara says that this is a case where, uh, a father did shuva, and that's why the child's going to, 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 to be chayav. But if he doesn't do tshuva, and the child uh, uh, hits the parent, and the parent is still considered to be Russia, so the uh, the gemara says that you're not going to be chayev. The gemara in Bavakama, a similar gemara, um, well, not really a similar gemara, but a similar uh, uh, underlying theme. So the gemara in Bavakama in Davtsadidala describes a case that a father goes ahead and a father unfortunately uh, steals uh, a cow, um, through ribis or through some other mechanism of gezelah and the father goes ahead and dies and the Gemara says that the son has to go ahead and return the cow for the covod of the father, which seemingly implies that the father is a Russia. the father did something, stole something when he shouldn't have, the father is a Russia, yet the son has to go ahead and be mechabit has to go ahead and give kavod to the father there's another Gemara, the Gemara in Makos describes that a son can't go ahead and give malchus to a father, which uh, implies implies to us that even though the father is a Russia, he's deserving of Malkus, the son can't go ahead and uh, the son can hit him. So the question then arises, we seemingly have uh, contradictory Gemaras. We have a Gemara in Yivamos and a Gemara above a comma, which uh, imply that there's no chiv to honor a father who's a Russia. And then we seemingly have a Gemara in Malkus, which implies that, uh, that a person would have to honor a father that is a Russia. So uh, these... Are the Gemaras that uh, that appear in uh in uh uh in the Gemara? And the Rishonim weigh in on uh, on this question. So the Rambam in Hilchos Mamrim uh in Pereg Vav, Halachi Halaqi Aleph describes that a Mamzer needs to be mechabit his father. And it's usher to go ahead and it's usher to hit and to curse uh one's father. And the rif comes along and the rif agrees with the Rambam as well. On the flip side, Tosvos in Yevamos on that Gemara on Dafchaf Bees. Says that there's no chiyuv of kavod for a father that's a russia. So uh, we have over here the Rambam and the Rif on one side, tosus on the other side of this uh, of this equation. So what do we do, and how does the Shulchan Aruch paskin? So uh, when we look in the Shulchan Aruch, so it plays out exactly how we would expect. So the Shulchan Aruch in uh, Reish Mem in Sif Yudchess describes that if a father is a russia, so you need to go ahead and uh, and honor the father, and you need to have uh, have uh, have mora. The Ramah comes long, and the Ramah says, there's a yesh omrim, i.e. Tosvos, who's going to say that maybe you don't have to go ahead and give honor to the father, unless the father does tshuva, and obviously, uh, that's uh, that's the approach of tosos and uh, it's certainly unclear, obviously, today, uh, in terms of uh, who has this title of a Russia, many different conversations in terms of who qualifies as a Russia, who is a wicked person. We live in a generation and in a world of, uh, where generally, people would be uh, Classified as uh, what's called a tinok somebody that unfortunately uh, just uh, succumbed to circumstances uh, around them, and they wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't be classified or categorized as a uh, as a Russia, and therefore it would certainly be very difficult to put this uh, halacha into play and to make this halacha into something uh, into something lamayser there's another interesting conversation that comes based on uh based on uh the gemara at the beginning of uh, at the beginning of the daf and uh the question uh, arises with regards to the people that aren't necessarily in position to have children for one reason or another, and whether or not a man who's already fulfilled pru revu, could be he's later on in life or something happened, and whether or not a person who's no longer married has an obligation to go ahead and get married, um, and uh, even though they might not have children. So the Shulchan Aruch in Eben Ha'ezer, right at the beginning uh, of Evan Ha'ezer, in Hilchus pru uh in Simon Aleph, Uh, Sif Ches describes that even if a man fulfilled so it's asr for a person to remain single. That you have to go and you have to marry somebody that can have children who can conceive if he has the money and if he can uh, if he can afford it. So the base Shmuel, who uh, one of the Nozikalem on the Shulchan Aruch over there, writes that this is an isur but it is learned out. It's an asmachta that's learned out from the pasuk of Lo Tov Hayos Adam Levado that a person shouldn't be uh, live by themselves. A person shouldn't live alone. But he goes ahead and describes over there in the. Um, in the, uh, in the base Shmuel, that the Rambam and the Ramban and the Melchamos are mesuppok about this. They don't know uh, as to whether or not this is a bona fide, full-fledged, um, a uh, full-fledged uh, uh, directive that a person has to go ahead and get married. The Ramah comes along on that uh, simon, uh, that's if in, uh, in, in Shulchan Aruch, and based on the Truma Sadashin, which we'll uh, allude to momentarily, the Ramah says that if a person knows that, uh, that he can't have a child, and he goes mad and marries a, uh, he should go ahead and he should marry a woman who can't have a child, and similarly, if he has many children and he uh, fears that if he marries a woman who can't have children, it's going to lead to all sorts of fears and all sorts of uh, uh, feuds, rather, and fights, and what the... Uh, Alachic literature refers to as kitata, arguments and tension uh, in the house. So he can go ahead and he can marry an infertile woman to, uh, to prevent. This uh, to uh, to prevent this, but this doesn't. Uh, this concern of kitata, of argument doesn't uh, permit a woman remaining. Uh, doesn't permit rather this man to remain uh, to remain single. The Tzumah comes along and adds on this uh, conversation that if one already fulfilled the mitzvah prurvu, so it's better to marry an infertile woman uh, who uh, who there's going to be no fighting and there's going to be no tension uh, with the family and with the children and with the bias. So. It's better to marry an infertile woman where there's going to be no tension than a fertile woman where, uh, there could be quarrels and there could be fights. And there could be that, uh, that's going to, uh, that's going to take place in the house. And, uh, we, uh, in this case, when we think about this context of Yibum and in the context of Yibum, so, uh, some of the notes that Caleb over there on Shulchan Aruch described that we'll even discourage Yibum if, uh, the husband and the wife are far apart in age because we're nervous that they're going to get into fights and we're nervous that this could lead to, uh, terrible shalom bias, uh, problems. And, uh, we suggest that, uh, instead of doing Yibum in such a situation, then they should do, uh, then they do, should do Chalitza. But, Uh, Even if one can't find uh, a woman who uh, who isn't uh, somebody who it's going to lead to tension, so uh, he should not. The man should not remain alone. He Should do his best to uh, to go ahead and to uh, to find somebody to uh, find somebody to marry. So as we uh, make our way through Maseches Yevamos and Daf Memdalid, with which we which we uh, just went. Uh, through the uh, the Rosh and whether or not a man has to uh, go ahead and get married, even if he's uh, already fulfilled pruvu, and whether or not uh, a mamzer has a chiyuv to uh, to be mechabed his parents, the machlokas that we saw between the Rambam and the Rif versus Tosvos. Shulchan Aruch versus the Ramah and many of the conversations that we had here uh, on Memdalid are uh, basic Yivamos conversations that uh, really, again, continue to develop our uh, knowledge and understanding of the concepts of Min Chalitza and Minchalitza uh, and the world of Meseches Yivamos and the overall uh, idea behind all of Seder Nashem, that is Meseches Yivamos, Daf Memdalid.